Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to Bet Online AG to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts. It's a game day edition of Believe in Saints. I'm David Grubb. He's Terrence Copper. And um, TC, man, before we get into this, you know, it's a two and two, two and four teams on a Thursday night. Uh, short week for the for both teams. Both teams coming off of losses. Both teams beat up in a lot of ways and, and struggling. Is this in week seven a must win for the New Orleans Saints? This is a must win. Uh, it's a must win because you don't want to go down two and five. You know, that is a tough hole to climb out of, uh, especially if you're trying to get a winning record to actually get into the playoffs. Uh, I don't know what that number before they moved to 17 games. Uh, usually the the number you was trying to get to is 10. You know, we always said 10 and we end. You know, 10, you get 10 wins, win the playoffs. That was the number we used to chase when we was playing 16 games. Now we're playing 17 games. I'm not quite sure what that number is to get in the playoffs, but I know you don't want to start out two and five regardless what that number is because that is a hole to try to get out of, you know. So, to me, this is a must-win game. Uh, I feel like if we win this game, we move to uh, three and four, and sky's the limit. You're still in the hunt. You're still in it. But going down two and five, man, that's that's going to be tough. You can't, Especially you can't keep giving away games – in a division that that you're still right on the heels of mm-hmm. those losses again conference losses that's been a big thing <laughs> obviously the Saints have yeah their losses are in the division and they're in the NFC and those are you're doubling up on the worst kind I mean the Bengals loss is the only one that's outside of the conference and outside of the division but you have so many of these that kill all your tiebreaker hopes so like you say even if they get if they get to nine and they're nine and eight or they're 10 and seven, they find some way to get there. If you're stuck in a, you know, tied with another team, the Saints are in bad shape right now. If they keep losing these NFC games. Definitely, man. Like we just got to find a way uh, now here on out. I mean, it's never been that way, but you just got to find a way to win. It don't really, it don't really matter how you win. Like just win, just figure it out. Try to find a way to win. If it's by one point, it don't even matter. Right now, we're just trying to get out of this hole and and string some wins together. This is a really strange place for the Saints to be in because for a lot of these players, if you've been around the organization for a few years, you've never experienced this. And it's Mm -hmm. not just the losing because, like you said, you've been around a team when it got off to some slow starts before and y'all were able to turn it around. But the feeling around the Saints is a little bit different. There's Mm -hmm. like if you, you know, you've looked on social media, you see it. And there's Saints fans who are kind of like, they can lose my number right now. What's going on with the Pelicans? Let me check out Tulane right now. They're five and Mm -hmm. one. They're a winner. 
the Saints are used to be in a position right now of having the entire state's attention of their them being the focus and people expecting big things from them. Right now, they're on the back burner in some ways. They're still the Saints. They, mm-hmm. you know, the way they go still affects the mood of the city. Yep. But there's also this feeling of of disappointment in the fan base, and I know they support the team, but it's just it's it, the feeling is a little different. Oh yeah, I mean, and at the end of the day, you're fans. Everybody's fans. If you're a fan of the program, you know you're going to be upset. You're going to be disencouraged. You know that's going to happen. But I'm telling you, the way they get everybody back on the bandwagon. Not saying anybody is off the bandwagon. But the attention is not there anymore the way it should be. We just got to win. Win solves everything when it comes to sports. Just win. And I promise you, everybody will be back on the bandwagon. Everybody be tuning in because now we got some momentum going. But right now, I mean, we're not really making any noise right now. You know, basketball season starting up. Like you said, Tulane is winning. You know, Tulane actually a pretty good team. They beat East Carolina uh, a couple of weeks ago down in New Orleans. You know, so they're a good team. So, like I said, Everybody wants to be around winners. And right now, the Saints aren't winning right now. Not saying they aren't winners, but they aren't winning now. And so that's what the fan base is at. at. For the players, it has to be frustrating because it's every week, It's the, it seems like it's little things. They're not things that you don't feel like you're getting out-schemed by people, um, mm-hmm. but you're getting beat in the little areas, the mental part of the game. You're getting beaten in, in, in taking care of the simple physical tasks, like tackling the fundamentals of tackling, of you know penalties, those types of things, week in, week in, week out. That has to be the most frustrating part, knowing that you're right there every week, even at that two and four, you've been right there. How frustrating is it? It's one thing to get beat. You know, like you said, you, you've been on the other end. Of it. Hey, we just weren't the better team today. But in mm-hmm. all of these losses, there's not a single game where the Saints can look across the field and say, that team is clearly better than us. And, and you know what? The crazy thing about that is the fact that the Saints can say that, that it's been because of the Saints, it's because of their selves, they're not winning. It gives them hope. It continues to give them hope because if you're playing games and – Week in, week out, teams are just better than you are. And you're playing your best ball and you still getting beat. That can be discouraging because then that's in your head. You're like, you know what? Maybe we're just not as good as these teams who are playing. And you start getting discouraged and you start thinking that maybe we don't have a good team. But when you're constantly losing the way you're losing self-inflicted wounds, you're looking at that in a different light. You're looking at like, well, dang, we just got to stop doing this and we're going to be fine. We can beat all these teams. So what it does, even though you don't like it, but it continues to give them confidence that they are a good team. They just got to stop beating themselves compared to if they weren't beating themselves and they just get beat every weekend, then those other problems. The big thing, as it's been for the Saints throughout the entire season, is the, the number of injuries. Um, they got some good news in that Chris Olave will be available tonight. But Michael Thomas, again, out. Jarvis Landry, again, out. Andrews Pete out. Adam Troutman, out. Marshawn Lattimore, out. And you got Paulson, Adebo, Calvin Throckmorton, and Peyton Turner, all listed as questionable. Um, you know, s- certainly they need to be able to pass the, the ball, especially against the Cardinals, who are a top 10 run defense um, and have not really, you know, been challenged uh, or have given up a bunch of yards uh, in, in the air the Saints are without their top two receivers again. It's going to be important, I guess. And Taysom Hill could be limited because he took some hits last week. 
Um, he's mm-hmm. on the injury report, but not really. Um, what do the Saints do offensively to kind of attack this Arizona defense, again, being shorthanded? I think you got to get creative. You got to get creative with Hill, uh, with Kamara. Uh, even even last week with the – I forgot his name that came off the practice squad and scored a touchdown on the Jets. So he like different things like that, getting creative with play calls, uh, little bubbles, little bubble routes. Even like even if you can't run the ball traditionally, running the ball, turn around, hand it off, you can get creative with jet sweeps like we did last week, uh, throwing little bubble screens, running screen plays. So there's more ways to affect the run game without really throwing the ball down the field that you can still get that run feel to it. You know, so. We got to get creative because this team is a good team. They're a balanced team. They can throw it and they can and they can run it. Now they haven't been starting out fast. You know, I want to say they only scored three points. You know, in the against last... a very bad Seattle defense. Exactly. You know, but they haven't scored more than that in the first quarter of a whole season. You know, so we have an opportunity to jump out on this team uh, early. And they do a great job on third downs, but. They are getting behind the chains. They're getting behind early in games because they don't start fast. The same issue we had early in the, in the season. But now I think we kind of turned that around a little bit now. So if we can jump out on this team early at the beginning, you know, and just keep that wave going, I think we'll be fine. The Cardinals strike me as a team because they're the questions around Cliff Kingsbury now. You know, you've already seen that he's kind of on a hot seat his relationship with Kyler Murray is in question. People are questioning the value of Kyler Murray's contract, even, you know, in that area now. Um, even with them getting DeAndre Hopkins back, he hasn't played all year, so he's not going to be in 100% game shape. You get Robbie Anderson, who the Saints know from, from playing against him in Carolina. But it seems to be, while the Saints have had their problems and they've got injuries, they're still, they haven't broken as a team. But it feels like if they, with this Arizona team, like you said, if you get up on them early and you put that pressure on, there's enough division here. There's mm-hmm. enough problem internally here. And you know how it is, uh, that you can push yeah. a team on the brink and they'll crack. And they may not show it you know, externally, but the way that they play starts to go down because they feel, here we go again. Whatever we're doing isn't working we can't trust this guy. I can't trust the guy next to me or whatever. And, and people start to become selfish as players. I think you can break this team. Like you said, if the Saints come out and are disciplined and effective early. Oh, yeah. Uh, like so Hopefully you can break them. You know, at the end of the day, they're all still NFL players. They're still pros. But like you said, you can tell that they are kind of coming loose within the seams. You know, you can kind of tell that there's the relationship between quarterback and head coach is not really – intact the way it should be um you can kind of look at play calling as well their play calling has really not been that great you know with kingsbury under the helm this year right here now of course they're missing one of their best receivers hopkins in the day the way they're playing i would be i'll be more apt to kind of look at their sidelines during the game just to see how they're interacting with each other when things are going bad are they going to gel together and and like, listen, let's get this thing going or they're going to be on the sideline pointing fingers and bickering at each other. Now, when I say that, don't get me wrong, every team in the NFL, you can be on the sidelines and you're going to be it's going to be some fussing. It's going to be some cussing when things ain't going right. But in their situation, 
it's kind of double because they already not on one accord throughout the whole team. So it could get bad for them when they're on the sideline arguing and fussing instead of coming together after the arguing and fussing and making sure we get it on the right track, get on the right track. So for them, it could, it really, really could mess up. Because there's that teammate arguing of, come on, man, you better than this. Let's get this going. What are we doing? That kind of arguing. And then there's the, what are you doing? Right. You know what I mean? Like that. <laughs> you messing this up. Yeah. And, and it becomes that finger pointing type thing. And like mm-hmm. you said, yeah, you know, after that first three and out, is it here we go? Three and mm-hmm. out. Or is it all right? Three and out. Let's get it. Let's next time. We got to, we're going to have to get this together next time. And I think you're right. right. You're going to watch those things. And and I don't know if Cliff Kingsbury, who, who that question has been with him since he got that job. Because people were mm-hmm. like, does he deserve this job in the first place? He's a, he wasn't a greatly successful college coach. Um, and like you said, that that's the thing that's the most surprising about the Cardinals is that it feels like their offense is really bland when yep. you've been given this gift of Kyler Murray, a multidimensional quarterback, and who seemed like he was on the rise over the last two seasons. And now mm-hmm. he, it, it shouldn't – we've seen great quarterbacks or very good young quarterbacks – play without their best weapons but still be effective but Kyler Murray looks like he's out there by himself sometimes yeah and you know what the crazy thing about it is you kind of could see all this how it's transpiring now you can see it during the offseason even when they they try to make him uh sign the contract where he got to do extra studying you know that that type of stuff you shouldn't have to put that in a player contract especially a quarterback's contract (laughs) you know what I'm saying the only way you're gonna be successful in that league is if you watch film, you know. So I feel like for him, that's disrespectful for the organization to even ask me to do that. Like I haven't, like I haven't made plays. Like mm-hmm. I, like I'm not a good quarterback in the NFL. You know, like I said, the only time you're not gonna be, the only time that you're gonna be a good quarterback, you have to watch film. There is no way around it. I mean, you can tell guys that don't watch film. But for the majority of it, every every quarterback in the NFL is going to watch a ton of film. Now, if they go out there and execute or not, I mean, who knows? But they're going to watch film. So you kind of can see this, this writing on the wall of how things are going with the relationship even during the offseason. So I'm not surprised that they're here right now. But I am – I do want to see what happens when, when D-Hop comes back and see if he can come back and, and roll in. I think that's going to be obviously that's the matchup for the Saints defensively because wide receivers, especially number one receivers, have done very well against them this year. The other part of that mm-hmm. is that mobile quarterbacks historically have done well against this defense. So without Marshawn Lattimore and maybe without Paulson Adebo as well, the secondary has a lot of heavy lifting to do this, this tonight against Robbie Anderson, who is a talented player, and of course DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, they do. And the good thing about it is D-Hop is just getting back. So I don't think he's going to be the same D-Hop. Now, don't get me wrong. I feel like he'll get back to form, but it's going to take him a few weeks, a couple of weeks or a few weeks to get back to form. But I don't think his first game back with him being out as long as he has, that he's going to come back and kill it unless we allow him to do it. And we have been allowing other receivers to come out here and kill us because we're not doing a great job of tackling. Uh after the catch so that's where my question is for our defensive backs can we get him down or get any of their receivers down once the ball is caught or not even allowing them to catch the ball to get some pass breakups 
You know, so that's where I met with the defensive back. And like I said, we're down in our secondary. So it's going to be very interesting of how we play our coverages. Are we going to run a lot of man-to-man this game? Or are we going to go some more zone, more heavy zone? Especially when you got like got a guy like Kyler Murray that is running with the ball. He's not just back there throwing it. He's actually running and getting yards. I'm, one game he had 100 yards rushing, you know, as a quarterback. That's small. And we saw that so, play he made against the Raiders, of course. Right. You know. <laughs> right. So, you know, so it's like, what do you do in the secondary? Are you going to go heavy man-to-man or are you going to play more zone? So that's that's what I'll be looking to see. And it's good. the other part is it's huge for the defensive line to be disciplined um, because this is a team in the Cardinals, again, that's missing two starters on its offensive line. They've given up a lot of sacks. But again, if you're not disciplined against a quarterback like Kyler Murray, and we saw it even against Joe Burrow last week when he scored on a broken play and runs it in for a touchdown. When you're not disciplined against mobile quarterbacks, they are able to do damage. Even the play that Joe Burrow didn't score a touchdown where he threw that pass mm-hmm. up the middle, you know, against pressure. That it's going to be big on the defensive line, both to create pressure and stay disciplined in their lane assignments. And I think they can do that, especially when you say the lane assignments. That's huge. I think we talked about it before. When you play in a mobile quarterback, the ideal place for your interior D-line to be is three yards up the field. If they can get a three-yard push, that will be perfect. That will put their officer, uh, guards and center in the lap of the quarterback. And if your D-ends, your outside rushers, if they can't, they just got to make sure they don't go behind Calamari. Because once you go behind him, you open up running lanes. So they have to make sure they stay even on the same level with him and attack him that way. So if you get in a three-yard push from the inside, the outside guards are coming in and they're collapsing. Now you keep him bottled up in that pocket and he's already short. So that's where we got to be. So you hit it right on the head talking about when it comes to uh, rushing lanes. On the offensive side of the ball, they haven't decided whether or not it's going to be Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton tonight. Um who do you think that the Saints should go with and who do you think they will go with? Oh, I'm going back with Dalton. I'm going back with Dalton uh, because he hasn't been playing bad. You know, I don't think Dalton has been playing bad. I think Winston, I'm not saying that there's a quarterback controversy. Not at all. But I'm going to get Dalton one more game, especially on a short week. Especially on a short week. I'm going to give Dalton one more game. And then after that, like says Winston, if he's ready to roll, okay, now let's finish our season out with Winston because he's healthy. But after a short week, I'm going back with Dalton after a short week. It feels like, you know, we look at Thursday night games. They are typically very low scoring this season. They've been some of the most low scoring um, since they've had Thursday night games this year in particular. These are two banged up teams. Uh, the Cardinals have struggled offensively. The Saints have put up more points as of the last couple of weeks, but the Cardinals are a better defense than they faced the last couple mm-hmm. of weeks. This, to me, again, feels like one of those games that's that's going to be in the high teens, low 20s. Um, but I feel like if the Saints are going to win a game, they got to win this one. Yep. So I'm going to have this. I'll, I'll say it's 2013-2016 Saints. Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to go with 14-17 Saints. 14-17 Saints. I'm going that way with them. Who who do you think, it, it, you know, somebody's going to have to emerge and, and make some big plays. I think it has to be Alvin Kamara. This is the game where he has to score a touchdown. He has to reach the end zone this game because I think red zone management. Saints have been very good between the 20s. But, you know, one for five last week, red zone 
uh, efficiency is the thing this week that's going to be the difference. I think Alvin Kamara has his game where either it's out of the backfield as a receiver or through the running game. I think this is the way, where he finally breaks through and gets into the end zone. He definitely has to do that. Not just him. Taysom Hill has to come and beat Taysom Hill again. And, that, and at the end of the day, Taysom Hill has to do that every weekend. Every time they play, it is what it is. This is where we're at offensively. Uh, Taysom Hill has to come to play, and he has to do what Taysom Hill, do, Taysom Hill does every weekend. Kamara has to get on board as well. He has to make some plays. Uh, I just don't see us airing it out because of our receiving core. Don't get me wrong. We have some good backups at receiver. Don't get me wrong. We have some good backups at receiver. But I don't think we have enough firepower to just air it out every single play. We got to establish the run game. Uh, even with Ingram in there as well, you know, he had some good runs last week also. You know, so we have to establish the run game first and then open it up with the pass game. Uh, and there's different things you can do with that as well. Yeah, with the holes in the line too. The guys banged up on the line. This is It's just easier, uh, again, to shorten the game by utilizing that run game and allowing those linemen to be physical rather than having them in retreat situations against a Cardinals team that has a good pass rush. The, mm-hmm. the Cardinals do have a good pass rush. So, yeah, I, I, you know, for Andy, to me, it's like 25 attempts. You know, you want to see him be more accurate than he was last week because he was right mm-hmm. around 50% last week, a little more accuracy. But that comes from utilizing your, your running back. That comes from mm-hmm. utilizing Taysom in those short uh, – and hopefully you can get it to your other type. Jawan Johnson, I think, could be an X factor in this game as well. Um, mm-hmm. He's a guy who, who certainly – playing that kind of flex role as a, as a hybrid wide receiver tight end could have a mm-hmm. big game uh, tonight as well. I think three, he could have, you know, that one big catch down the scene. I think he's, he's primed for that kind of play. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, like they have, they have some weapons, but they still don't have our top receiver. We still don't have Landry. We still don't have Thomas, you know, and when you don't have those guys, those are our main guys. And hopefully like so Olave, he's back uh, and he'll be able to play. Uh, but that is the weapon that we need. We need more weapons out there to receive position. You know what I think I want to see? I want to see us run more draw plays. Mm. Well, yeah. You know, with Kamara, I want to see more draw, especially you have a team that have a D-line that can get after the quarterback. Okay, let's use their aggression against them. Let them get up the field, and let's just hand it off to Kamara and run right up under them. You know, so not saying you're going to run that all the time, but that is a good third down, a good third down play when they're expecting pass. Those D linemen are rushing up the field. Let's run some draw plays. I I think they're going to have to be more creative, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not about trick plays. It's not about those things, like you said. It's just how do you get the ball into your playmaker's hands really quickly? Because you don't want Andy back there trying to get to three, four seconds of reads. You want that ball mm-hmm. out of his hands very fast and get it to the guys who can do something. And that'll be Shahid. Like you said, it'll be Taysom Hill. It'll be yep. Kamara. It'll be Ingram. I don't care if, if half the passes get caught behind the line of scrimmage. If you're using that as the running game, do it. Whatever you got to do, keep yep. moving that ball forward. If it's, if it's 11 play drives, if that's what it takes, then then that's what it takes. But That's what it takes. And I'm, I'm anxious to see what they're going to do with Shahid this week. I'm quite sure they're going to dial some up just for him plays for him because you can't come off the bench like he did and and score a big touchdown like that and show how, how fast you are, show that speed and, and your elusiveness and not come back the next week and have a play ran for you. He may have one or two plays, 
that they put him in just for the quarterback to look his way. I think it'll be interesting if you have him and Taysom on the field at the same time and, and make defenses choose because now mm-hmm. you don't know how they're going to utilize it. Like you said, just the appearance of people and the formations you use create deception. So, um, but like you said, it's a huge game, particularly for Dennis Allen too, because to kind of reestablish the program and say, this is, mm-hmm. we can still do something here, hold on to this locker room and not lose guys. Um, because it's getting to that time of year where you start looking at the standings and figuring out, you do the you know the math on your own fingers. How many wins we got to get? Yeah, nice one they got to get. <laughs> yeah, it is. They have to, no doubt about it. I agree with you on that. Big dog, any final words before we get up out of here? Nah, just go Saints, man. Who that? That's it. Hey, the Pelicans gave the city a win last night. Saints mm-hmm. need to follow it up tonight. Let's go into a strong weekend, and uh, right. like I said, get that long week and get some rest, and hopefully next week this team is healthy and ready to start putting something together, and it begins tonight, hopefully with a good win on the road against the Cardinals. I agree with you. Until the next time, we'll be back next week to recap this Cardinals game. I'm David Grubb. He's Terrence Copper. This is Believe in Saints, brought to you by Bet Online. Y'all be good, and uh, who that? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.